Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hello everyone. Welcome back to SRC Radio. It's Megan here today with Elena and Kelsey, and we are here to give a little bit of a 2020 recap, uh, favorite moments, both in SRC and in our personal professional lives. And then, you know, just share a little bit about what you're going to expect in the new year. So hi guys, how's it going? Hey Meg, um, hey. glad you're here. It's nice to see you. Good to see you guys. Yeah, likewise. Exciting here. We're on the cusp of a brand new year after this strange, unique year of 2020 and looking forward to 2021, but also not rushing into it because I feel like a lot of people have been rushing into 2021 and like, oh, let's forget 2020 and just leave that behind. And so it's good to take this time to reflect on what those positive moments were and those those challenges and those areas that we learned from as well. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Kelsey clapping. I love I love that feature on Zoom here. But um, I, I definitely relate, Elena. I feel like we're in this time where people are like, leave the past behind. And this was definitely a rough, tough, challenging year in so many ways. Um, it's you know, good to at least acknowledge that and learn from it. And I think recognizing, like, I know I've looked at my lowest moments this year, my highlights, and I've realized there's actually a lot more positives and learning moments, even in the crappiness or the, you know, the hard moments, there was definitely learning opportunity. So that sounds like me with trying to embrace the growth mindset, but just thinking about how there were so many good things that also came about and things that just needed to come to light too, both in our world and the running um, space and in our personal lives. So, yeah, I know I'm grateful too, for just like my health right now, um, safe, you know, a safe place to sleep, like those simple things that we take for granted. So, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's definitely been a year to be grateful for what we do have in our families and, and health and just those little things we take for granted and even our nice a home to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I've come to appreciate my home and the space yeah. I've been more. And just those little things you kind of, for a while you're like, oh man, I'm stuck at home all the time. But then you kind of come to realize like, oh, I like seeing these pieces of my home and and what makes me happy each day instead of, you know, coming home and being home for like a few hours going to bed and then leaving again. So it's definitely been time to appreciate that a little bit more. And I've gotten some new plants this year too. I'm sure a few listeners have some new plants to take care of in life to grow inside has been fun as well. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with what both of you have said. Um, I think, you know, if anything, you know, 2020 has, has really opened my eyes to like what you both have talked about space and and what space does, you know, for, 
not only growing oneself, but recognizing like, oh, I didn't recognize how pretty my walls are in my room. I didn't, you know, or like, I didn't recognize that I love to sit in this one spot on the couch when I read my book. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because we've spent so much time inside, it's these little things that, you know, we never really recognized before. Let me speak for myself. I never really recognized before um, that are so, you know, pleasant and enjoyable. And don't get me wrong. We all wanted to leave our houses at some point in time. You know, it's not all, you know, beautiful things, but um, I think those things have, really helped me slow down um, in that. Um, so I would say for me, space, um, learning to set boundaries was really powerful this year for me. Um, you know, making sure that I'm not, you know, over consuming on any sort of news um, or, you know, setting boundaries with my family, um, you know, now that I'm living at home again. Um, and I think the last thing for me uh, that was really powerful in just in terms of like um, abstractly um, was laughter. <laughs> I, my family is so freaking funny. Um, they are hilarious. And um, Megan and Elena know this, but we just adopted two kittens um, and we've never had pets. I'm 27 years old and my family's never had pets. And so it has been, I've laughed more in the last two weeks with these two kittens trying to navigate as they're like going to the bathroom on my parents' bed and vomiting on the floor and, you know, cuddling on your chest, like all these wonderful things. So I think those three things, when I really think about it, were really powerful for me this year, um, abstractly. Of course, there were other things that were, were wonderful, but those, when I look back on it, were kind of like three major themes that I didn't anticipate having to um, recognize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so in with you on the pets. Um, Elena and Kelsey both have cats now and kittens over at Kelsey's. And then I'm staring here at my golden doodle on his, um, he's laying on his back, his feet are up in the air. And it's just like, so adorable, um, just to look over and smile at that. And it's something so simple. And, um, you know, even just having a pet forces you to kind of slow down in a sense, because, you're appreciating their growth, especially if they're young and then taking the, you know, my pet for a walk every day, my doodle, um, we go to the dog park, we go outside, we go for hikes together, just, um, having, you know, those in your life, whether they're pets or humans to kind of appreciate those moments and bring laughter is really, really important. So, yeah, definitely one of the highlights. Um, were there any learning moments, like any other lessons that you guys took away? Yeah, I took away a lot of lessons. Uh, this year was my biggest transformational year. I knew it was going to be going into the year as I graduated with my master's this year. And so I anticipated that, but I didn't anticipate all the other smaller challenges along the way in ways that I would have to tap into more perseverance and, and patience. Well, I believe I'm a patient person who is um, able to persevere through a lot of challenges. Uh, it was a different way of tapping into that while looking for a job and having to be flexible to, um, uh, I was hoping to, you know, graduate, get a job and move somewhere right away. And you know, that that's what we think is supposed to happen sometimes, but it doesn't. And looking back now, I'm so glad that I had the time to be home with my family for the summer um, as one of my teammates from college had told me, she said, Elena, just be glad that you get some time with your parents because, you know, we don't get that very much anymore once you kind of are in this stage of life. So I'm so glad I had that and it was um, really needed um, for me personally as well. Um, and then just looking for a job, as I'm sure a few of you can relate to, is was really, really tough. Um, definitely not an easy thing. And even if you're still looking for a job right now, um, 
we're happy to help or provide some insight, but also completely understand where you're at right now and, you know, how that roller coaster is going. Because again, no job is secure, but it's nice to have one um, and to continue to learn and grow. And so I'm glad, grateful I was able to, to find a job and some ways to grow and also get a few new certifications along the way and have that space this summer too. Um, but but yes, the job search was probably one of the toughest things I've done in my life. And as my dad said, you know, if that's one of the toughest things you've had to do, then then I'm lucky um, to have that as something. But um, it was tough in lots of ways. But it also allowed me to tap into, um, I picked three words for the year. And my three words for 2020 were power, love, and harmony. And I was reflecting on those a little bit yesterday with my therapist, actually. And I feel like I had to really tap into that power um, through a job interview. You've got to be powerful. You've got to talk about yourself, which is our, some foreign concepts to us sometimes. Um, and just learning to love people in different ways. Uh, I'm, I'm a hugger. I love giving hugs. And so that's been super hard this year. Um, and so learning to love people in different ways, whether that's sending more cards to people, giving more FaceTime. Um, I'm so grateful. I got to call so many of my friends that, you know, you may not always call or talk to because we had the t a little more time to do that. Um, and then harmony, which can mean lots of different things to people. But I really think that the word harmony kind of symbolizes this year because harmony, it's not perfect. There's lots of ups and downs and challenges, but in a way, everything works out and, and comes together and flows. It's not going to be perfect, but it flows. And I think all of us found a way to find some flow and some ride that roller coaster and wave a little bit this year. So I'm excited to pick out my new words for this next year. Um, see what those are here later today or the end of this week too. I love that, Elena. I'm already thinking about words now. Like this could be, this might be an Insta post sharing some of our words, but power, love, and harmony. Those are really powerful. I know we did an intention setting activity at our recent Wildwood running um, mentorship workshop and the word stillness came up for me. And that's a word that up until this year was foreign, <laughs> completely foreign to me, just the stillness and being able to sit still or appreciate and like live fully in the moment. Um, and I think when the world kind of came to a standstill <laughs> earlier this year and things just kind of stopped, it kind of forced me to um, become more still and at peace. And then um, also kind of acceptance, you know, just the ability to not fight against COVID or social injustice. I mean, yes, we should fight against some of these things because they're terrible, but also accepting what we can't control around us at the moment and just being okay with like, um, you know, we give our best for certain things, but like, I can't change the fact that COVID's here. Or I can't change the fact that, you know, um, yeah, uh, just people are losing their jobs, but I can do my best to help, right? And so to still um, feel like a part of the community and and have sort of a an abundance mindset too. I've fallen into like some scarcity mindset kind of uh, traps this year and trying to work with those. Um, with the earlier challenges with SRC, we had some like unforeseen things happen and I'm happy to fill folks in if you're like, what is happening? But um, anyway, this earlier this year was really challenging for me. And I think when you pour your heart and uh, passion into something, you just still want it to grow. And so I'm glad I continued to persevere and perseverance is definitely another one that I could see come up for all three of us, I think, in challenging times. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, Alina, I want to commend you because I, we were, Megan and I were both there to hear about how difficult the job search was for you. And so I want to give you a virtual pat on the back. Um, you know, if we were in person, you know, I'd give you a big, big, huge hug. Cause you know, I'm a hugger too. So I really want to commend you for being patient and continuing your search and persevering because it, yeah, it was not, I know it was not easy for you. Um, so um, pat on your back coming your way virtually and Megan likewise I mean with SRC it seems as though your passion and dedication is endless <laughs> literally like I, I it's amazing to me so I also want to commend you and give you a virtual pat on the back um, but you know it'd be a hug if we were in person um, for the work that you're doing because it's it's really amazing um, truly um, and I'm so grateful to be a part of both of your lives and you um, like sharing that with me. It means so much to me. So thank you both um, for, for that. Um, so I actually tend to, when I, when I do new year stuff, I tend to do it a little bit backwards. Um, I'm not one for picking words at the beginning of the year. Um, it's just not my thing. Um, I'm not huge on like new year's resolutions. Um, I might be a little bit um, different than some folks in that manner. I actually tend to do things backwards and on December 31st, look back on the year and see what were my words of this year? You know, what, what, what happened this year that really like um, shattered my world maybe, or got me to look at things differently. So I think when I look back at this, this last year, um, the thing that really spoke to me was this idea of um, strength looks different for everybody. It does, you know, um, no doubt about it. We, I think society, puts this idea of strength on people, like what it should, quote unquote, and I'm putting that in quotes, look like. Um, but really, I think strength is is so different and so individualized, depending on what people need and what, you know, um, they're able to give at that moment in time, because it's not the same every day. It doesn't look the same every week. Um, month by month, it changes. Um, and that ebbs and flows with the context of our world. So I think, you know, I've come to appreciate, you know, that people just are strong in their own way, you know, and it looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my backwards way of thinking of 2020. Um, and, you know, who knows in a year from now what I'll say 2021 um, will be. I love that quote, Kels, uh, strength looks different for everybody. That really resonates. Were you gonna say anything, Elena? I was going to say, um, I love that. And, you know, I think we all have different ways of how we interpret or reflect on a new year. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I had to learn like the past couple of years, and I still feel a little bit this year is you always feel like you have to rush and have everything figured out. Like, oh, tomorrow, you know, it's 2021. Like, oh my gosh, I gotta have it all figured out. But we don't, we have the whole year to look at it. And yes, it's a new year, but every day we wake up, it's a new day. There's new months. It's the same concept. Um, but we, for some reason, society puts all this pressure around the new year and we feel like we have to have this figured out and this and all this. Um, but this is my reminder to you listening that you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have all these goals and, you know, whatever works for you. You don't have to have that figured out right now. You can, you know, take until March or, or you know, you could take until the middle of the year, just whatever that is for you. I think for some people, it brings a little more stability or, or um a clearness going in to the to a new year because it is a new symbol of, of light of, of that time but don't feel like you have to put pressure on yourself because that's something that I've always have felt sometimes trying to get better at that um 
but but yeah take your time and, and let it come to you what that is don't don't let somebody push or pressure you into that I that happens on Instagram I know already <laughs> today I've seen a lot of people reflecting on the year and posting all their highlights and pictures because that's the you know we talk about it all the time like it's not a highlight reel on Instagram but people try to be more transparent but it's still it still is that way yeah. um, it still happens and people are I seeing already posting pictures of you know these trips they went on and different things and you know some of us couldn't go on trips and you know we, we were taking um you know that's different we can't judge each other for what we did or what you were able to do yeah. I think that's another big thing um it's just that judgment kind of was around a lot this year because you know in one state maybe there was a certain restriction that another state didn't have with COVID or um maybe you had a family member or you know a family member who's working in the front line or essential worker so I think that looks different for everyone and we just have to learn a little bit more to continue to drop that judgment because that still is showing up um, in life and mm -hmm. again not being afraid to step away from social media when you need that I feel like a lot more people did do that this year at times than I noticed in the past so I think that's refreshing and, and helpful um, to do to have those boundaries as Kelsey talked about um, when you need to have them. Yeah, I think that's really well said, Elena, and I, I've definitely noticed both needing to set boundaries uh, with social media, whether it's with family or folks you live with, um, your pets, or yeah, just um, not not judging others for what they choose to do or not to do. I think um, we're all really doing our best, and at least I hope that folks have their best, um, others' best intentions at heart. And I think with decisions around what to do or what not to do in certain scenarios, it's like it's easy to point the finger at someone and say, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing that," or but you you don't always know the whole story. So I've I've tried to really um, tune into that myself and just be aware of, um, you know, uh, respecting other people's choices this year so. definitely yeah. yeah but I think on another positive we've found these new ways to stay connected and I'm grateful for SRC because we've all been using zoom how long have we been using zoom for for a long time now yeah, yeah. and so we already had our zoom connections we did. meeting on zoom because Kelsey um and Megan and I you know we don't live near each other and so we only We've only seen each other in person a handful of times. So Zoom was something that we were already pretty familiar yeah. with and already had that integrated into our lives in one small <laughs> corner. Obviously, that's grown for many of us. Uh, but it's been nice to have that and to have our podcast guests to connect with and continue on those conversations and meeting new people in a different way. And I'm sure others have found the podcast and just being on Zoom and connecting with people from different corners of the world has been a, a different, um, a positive in a way. Um, we've gotten to have more virtual workshops and be able to connect with people in different parts of the world, which has been really nice to hear different perspectives in that way um, and step out of some boundaries or comfort zones through through Zoom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Night when we first started recording, I don't know if this is what you were just about to say, Megan, but when we first started recording podcasts back, I think it was in fall of 2017, was our first, was those, that was when our first episodes were. Yep. Um, we had to explain to people what Zoom was. I like, know. Now everyone knows. Yeah. We'd be like, it's, this it's like Google. Yeah. Oh, it's this video calls. 
like Skype. Um, it, it, we like it better. Like, let me describe how you download it onto your computer. And so whenever we'd have to do that, and that was really funny. And I can remember too, getting off of some calls with Megan, sometimes we would book back to back to back podcasts, like three in a row. So what <laughs> we learned our lesson. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. And I can remember getting off those like three, like podcasts and be like, Megan, do your eyes hurt? Like, are you tired right now? Now it's like Zoom fatigue. Now it's a thing. Yeah. It's funny how we've, we've adapted and changed, but yes, Elaine, I agree. The connection has been so powerful this year, especially this year. Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, on that note, I, I did want to kind of wrap with some of our favorite podcasts. We did um, we did our virtual retreat this year mm-hmm. back in May. It's so crazy to think it was all the way back in May. Um, I would love to do more of them. I know folks are experiencing Zoom fatigue. So if you are, you're not alone. We want to be conscious of that. Um, I'm planning something. I don't want to tell what it is yet, but I think I mentioned it to Elena and Kelsey. We have an event coming up in February with trails if you like trails um yeah so that's going to be a fun one working on that right now and then um what else we're potentially doing some series with our podcast so tune in for that and then we're making an effort to do more virtual events so we're bringing the book club back uh we did that last summer for a bit uh but again i know folks had zoom fatigue so we're gonna bring it back another time around and have some great um reads in store and then bringing some guests on for round twos of podcasts catching up so we'd love to hear if you have a favorite episode and you want to hear from someone again um reach out to us i think i'll share just a couple episodes that stood out to me there there were so many though um one of my favorites was actually our empowering women's panel as part of our virtual race i didn't even mention that we did a virtual race this summer uh getting to do that and then i mean that retreat alone i i just feel like we formed so many valuable connections even in a virtual weekend together so that that stood out to me as well um yeah, Empowering Women's Panel. That's probably my top episode, if I had to say. And then, let's see. I'm, I'm looking through them now, but there were just so many. Annie R- Rodenfels and I had a great conversation um, on body image in the sport. She's a pro runner. And I can't really think of any that are coming to mind. Do you guys have any? Yeah, I have a few. Yeah. Um, I know one thing that we made an effort towards um you know being transparent we we needed to step up our game on interviewing more diverse guests and just being more um you know having some tougher conversations that maybe we didn't uh, always step toward um maybe stepped away from a little bit so we try to step into those difficult conversations a little bit more or just to listen a little bit more and learn and that's something that we're hoping to continue to do into this new year as well um and I think that a lot of those um, guests that we had on, those people were really powerful to learn from and talk to. Uh, I had the honor to interview Jordan Marie Brings Three White Horses Daniel, and I loved our conversation and learned so, so much from her. And now um, I, it's just powerful when you meet someone or talk to them, and then you can follow them on social media or, or whatever that is for you. Um, and so I've been um, stepping up my own commitment to her work and what she's doing as well as other people in, um, in our world. And so 
that's something just when you have that connection with somebody, it makes it more meaningful to join in or to listen and, and be a part of their work. So I've been doing that for my own self and that's been really powerful as well as just being able to have a few more conversations with uh, um, Megan and I were able to interview Jay with Black Girls Run and that was a wonderful conversation to be able to interview her and hear all the wonderful things that Black Girls Run is doing. They, they have an amazing, super strong community and something that we admire. So that was a wonderful conversation as well. And there's so many others out there and um, for everyone, all of our guests were honored to have them and for their time and be able to learn from them as well. So every conversation we have is valuable and we learn something from that. And again, so grateful for that, um, to have those people share their time with us. Yeah, I mean, I, I always hate this question. I do because it's like picking your favorite children, right? And I haven't nearly been as involved in the podcast this year as um, prior years. Um, so um, thank you both for taking, shouldering that a little bit more. For, um, I appreciate you both so much. Um, so yeah, um, I am always continually humbled by people sh sharing their story, always. It's like one of my favorite things in life is when I can sit down, it doesn't even have to be in a podcast, but just in life in general. And like, if I tell someone like, tell me your, how your weekend went, how, how are you doing? You know, like that kind of stuff is just like lights my fire. So anytime anybody can share a story with me about what they're working on, what they're passionate about, like a, like something that they've gone through and they're willing to share that experience with me, that to me is so important and so powerful. And so, and I just, I'm continuously grateful and humbled by it. Um, so that I have to say first and foremost, um, so uh, from the conversations that I've had, and I've been fortunate to have some really stellar ones this year, um, I had a great conversation with Haley Marcos. Um, she has her own podcast um, and she does some incredible work as well. Um, and I remember the conversation I had from her and I walked away from that being like, that person is awesome. Like, I just think the conversation we were able to have was like really down to earth, really like, yeah, she was just great. Um, Reagan Chastain, I think Megan, you and I chatted with her. I bet if I remember, if, were you with me? Um, with yeah, Reagan? yeah. Now it feels so, so long ago. It was this year. Yeah, I love yeah. that conversation because um, I was put on my heels multiple times. Um, I remember I said things that made me feel uncomfortable and like I learned a lot. Um, and I think that was a really powerful conversation just personally. Um, and I hope for listeners as well. Um, and then recently Megan and I interviewed Katie Arnold and I was blown away from that conversation as well. Um, she's very intuitive and very, um, I would say her mind is very intricate and that's a positive and in my light, that's a positive um, in the way that she thinks about things and goes about doing things. And she's very mindful. And um, so that was a really powerful conversation as well. But um, if you're listening and, and we chatted via podcast, please don't be offended that I didn't pick your <laughs> conversation. Not at all. We could go on and on. On and on. Like I said yeah. earlier, I just thank everybody who was on our podcast or on our blog or on our page and sharing and being willing to, you know, be part of this community. Thank you yeah. so, so, so much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And um, thank you to you both for all the work and contribution and just being, being my friends. You guys are great. We're being all gushy on this podcast, but it's the end of the year feeling grateful. Um, a couple more that I thought of now, uh, Mireille Sine. We, uh, Elena and I inter interviewed her for episode 145. Um, she had some great 
I would say insights that also kind of put me on my heels in a way, got me thinking more about um, how, you know, there's this intersectionalism with public health and racial and social justice um, tying into running was really interesting. And then Jessica Rodarte recently had her on 149. Uh, and she talked more about her journey with mental health. I just think she's an awesome person. She has a golden doodle. I even love now with guests forming connections where we can follow each other and keep up um, and hopefully one day meet in person after the episode. So to me, that's even more valuable is either connecting guests with others in our community or even with one another um, has been really, really um, memorable for me this year. Well, my golden doodle's now whining, so this might be a good stopping point. <laughs> and you guys have cats to attend to. So uh, if you got a new pet this year, we'd love to see it. Feel free to let us know. I can hear Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think it's time for our, the wrap up of our <laughs> our episodes. It's time for Clifton to go outside. But yeah, if you do have a dog or a cat or a loved one you want to share with us, uh, give us a tag at strong run chicks. And for those that have left a review, thank you so, so much too. Um, I know those, I, I just read a new one here that I'll have to highlight on a, an episode, but they, they really mean a lot to us. So it, it helps to know there's folks on the other end listening. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Anything else from you guys? No, thank you all for tuning in and, and for being there. And, um, as we close this new year, close of this year and head towards the new year, just remember to be kind to yourself, be patient, and we'll see what new lessons await for us in the new year. Yeah, I know. Um, and I echo everything that both Megan and Malaya have said. Thank you all for, for tuning in with us, being here with us. Um, I know we've grown and grown. <laughs> growed oh my goodness it definitely is the end of 2020 apparently um I know we've grown and matured over the last year um both as SRC and individuals so um thanks for sticking with us like I said um take care be well um and treat yourself kindly absolutely all right thanks for listening to the strong runner chicks radio do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.